What's up, everybody, and welcome back to the We Don't Know TV podcast. My name is Leaf. I am your host. Sorry I missed the last two weeks. Uh, I got sick with this, like, respiratory cold that's been going around. Yeah, so I was sick for, like, since right before Christmas, and then I lost my voice for, like, four days. It was a whole thing. But now I've learned to, like, record videos ahead of time just in case I'm going to be doing that, um, get back on track. But... Today, we're going to talk about Percy Jackson, the new one that is on Disney+. Plus. Um, I have seen the movies, so I kind of, I'm kind of already spoiled about some of the things that's going to happen, but I know this is closer to the book, which I haven't read any of the books, so we'll kind of see. But I'm going to get ahead of myself. Let's start with the general premise that is on IMDb, which says, Demigod Percy Jackson leads a quest across America to prevent a war among the Olympian gods. Uh, spoilers, you know what I mean? <laughs> like, we haven't even started. But again, I have seen the movie, so as I was prepared to watch this, I was like, alright, I'm going in with, like, uh, I don't know if, I don't know if expectations is exactly the word, but I'm kind of like, I already know the general idea of what's supposed to happen, so I was interested more in, like, how is this different than what is actually happening? But if it is your first time here, I go beat by beat through the plot. That way you don't have to, and that way I don't miss anything. So we start with the verse of, uh, voiceover with Percy. He is standing in the rain, and he's basically just being like, you know, all of this stuff is real. I'm different. Um, you know, you never know what's going to happen. But like once they find you, like your life will change forever. And you're like, what are you talking about? And then it hits the title screen. We get another voiceover. Again, I've said this before in other episodes. Don't know why voiceovers are such a big thing now, but we get a voiceover. It turns out that Percy says he is a troubled kid. You see a teacher going to find him. They find him on the roof. He said, or he saw something. Um, he saw a Pegasus, but then suddenly he didn't see it anymore. Um, and this happened back in second grade. It turns out that after that, Percy got a therapist, and they're like, "Hey, this is all your imagination. Like, don't let it run wild." We see another moment of Percy seeing a metal rhino walking down the street. Next thing he knows, it turns into a garbage truck. <laughs> um, some kids walk by and they're like, what a loser. Um, so Percy has some issues. Uh, not really popular at school. He eventually meets his new kid, Grover. They become best friends. They are like hanging out. They're talking. But Grover also gets bullied. So neither of them are really, <laughs> you know, top of the school food chain. We then cut to Percy. He is older now. They go on a trip to museum. He's looking down at his paper and all the letters are shifting around. So clearly something is going on. We get a flashback and it turns out that Percy is named after the hero Perseus. And he's like, oh, is it because he was, you know, this great hero that fought monsters? And then we get this interesting moment where the mom's like, well, how do you know that he's a hero? And how do you know the being that he was fighting is necessarily a monster? Like, you never really know who people are. And it's like, oh, okay, it's interesting that she's already setting up this idea of like, hey, you shouldn't really judge a book by its cover. You should have kind of like an open mind. And he's setting that at such a young age. Basically, she was saying she called him Perseus because, you know, Perseus was thrown into the sea with his mom. And then his mom was like, listen, you got to weather the storm. Like, we'll get through this. Don't you worry. And ended up becoming a great hero. So like she wants her son to like persevere and get through whatever troubles that he's going to have. 
We cut back and <laughs> Percy is getting bullied by a girl. One of the teachers, Mrs. Dot, is like, yo, Percy, you control yourself. And he's like, are you serious? Like, I'm the one getting bullied here. She's like, I don't want to hear it. And then the other teacher, Mr. Brutner, comes and he's like, all right, leave Percy alone. So it's like, okay, one teacher clearly doesn't like him. The other one is clearly on his side. Mr. Brutner's like, here, I think you need this. And he gives him a pen. We cut to outside. Percy and Grover are having lunch. You can see that they already have um you know camaraderie they, it was established earlier beforehand that they're already friends but like as they're talking they're like switching items on their sandwiches like oh are you give me your cheese i'll give you you know like my deli meat or whatever um so clearly they you know they're cool with each other nancy comes over and bullies them again she's like throws cheese <laughs> at grover and hits him in the face and percy's like nah i've had enough of this he stands up and then he uses like telekinesis on her and pushes her in the water which i thought was weird just because of his whole setup i was like wait does he have telekinesis i don't remember that being his power set but we're about that later uh so he looks down at his pen his pen starts to shake like it's having a seizure mrs dots is like ah we finally found you huh you thought you could hide and he's like what are you talking about and she like transforms into this monster and like one of her wings hits one of the kids next to her and the kid looks around like what the hell is that um so clearly something's going on she lunges at percy he accidentally kills her she turns to dust and percy passes out when he wakes up everyone's like you know like is he dead like what the hell happened he's like what happened where's mrs dots grover and mrs mr bruner's like who the hell is mrs dots and he's like what the hell are you talking about like so not only did she turn to a monster but no one seems to remember her for some reason we're back at school we're at the principal's office percy and grover are there um the principal's like yo you said you didn't push you know nancy into the pool or you know the little fountain or whatever but she's saying you know she was covered in water and you keep saying like you didn't do it so like again i'm asking you like did you do it and he's like i didn't put my hands on her <laughs> um which is clever and also true so he's like you know i it wasn't me uh, or at least i didn't do it and then grover's like no he said that he wanted to like get back at her and i saw him push her into the pool and it's like conflicting because again i know where the story's going but acting like a new viewer in my head i was like grover bro you're my best friend or you know he's you're his best friend like what are you, you snitching on the homie like what are you doing <laughs> can't trust this kid can't trust him at least in the moment percy essentially gets kicked out um he's waiting for his ride to pick him up from a bench this is where Mr. Bruner comes over and he's like trying to comfort him and he's like saying cryptic things like, oh, Percy, you're special and I believe you. Like, tell me what you think happened. And, you know, I've seen some stuff, you know what I mean? Maybe I can like help you make sense of stuff or whatever. And Percy's just like, dude, I don't want to hear it. I just got kicked out of school. Like, <laughs> I just want to go home. And he gets in the car and he heads home. So we get back to Percy's house. He lives in an apartment in New York. They maintenance man eddie come comes out after you can hear him like arguing with somebody when he comes out he's like uh you know i feel bad for you percy that you have to go in there and he goes in and this is where we meet gabe he's the uh i guess boyfriend he's like annoying and he's kind of a bum he's bad at poker so he's constantly losing whatever money he has but he acts like he's the man of the house and percy's like dude my mom pays all the bills like i don't know why you think you're big pimping around here you know what i mean and one thing I found interesting about this part, because I was trying not to compare it to the movie, but in the movie, I remember the boyfriend having a vibe of like, and there's no easy way to say this, 
but he seems almost like he could be abusive. Like, you're like, oh, I don't really like that guy. He seems like he might, you know, put his hands on uh, Percy and his mom. Where this one just seems like, oh, this guy just kind of sucks. So it's kind of weird that Eddie would be like, I'm sorry that you have to go in there. Because it's like, oh, he's annoying, but he's not like terrible. Where the movie version seemed like, he, no, that guy's a bad dude. So I was like, okay. But we see the mom and she's like sitting in the rain. and She's like having a moment. But she's cool. She's like, Percy, you know, the principal told me what happened, but I'm on your side. I believe you. She even gives him a gift, and she's like, you know what, we're going to go to our little trip in Montauk and uh, go to that cabin we always go to. And then before they leave, they have that conversation, uh, Gabe and the mom, about the whole sandwich. She's like, you know, we're going to leave, and, you know, maybe if you're a good boy, I'll get you your sandwich. And he's like, I want the peppers on it. And this part was kind of funny because it, it had the general feeling of almost like a couple that, like, hate each other but you can tell they kind of care about each other like you know they argue but like sometimes deep down you're like oh they kind of they kind of do like each other so i was like i'm not really sure what the vibe is here it's kind of interesting but i don't think we'll ever get to it for other reasons that we'll eventually get to we cut to percy he's like standing in the rain just like in the beginning of the episode and he sees this spirit a real uh return the slab type (laughs) and it's standing out there and it's like oh you're so weak what are you gonna do and then suddenly he wakes up and they're at the cabin him and the mom play a little game they go run inside real quick percy eventually wants to talk to his mom he's basically like hey mom i think i'm really having like issues and i need i need like medical help like i need help like things aren't getting any better for me and she's like well what does she say to you and he goes wait what i never told you about what happened at the museum and she's like uh she's like listen the reason we come here is because this is where i met your father and she starts talking about the dad and in the beginning and maybe just because i'm an adult but she's like yeah you know he was like brave and courageous and as soon as i met him I, he was just like you know he was just something different and i was about to be like hold on mom like you know we only we only need so many details mom let's not let's not get lost in the sauce basically uh she was like hey your dad was a god and he's like what the hell are you talking about and she's like all the stories i told you about the monsters and the gods and all that greek stuff it's all real it's all real and um you are what we call a demigod or also known as a half-blood and he's like that's what the monster called me and Percy's like listen i i know you probably think i'm a kid like you're messing with me he's like this isn't funny like you know like you're acting weird and i don't like any of this but before the mom can really get into it grover shows up and he's like yo the timetable has moved up we gotta get out of here and as he's trying to like talk Percy's like yo Grover like (laughs) Grover and then he's like what and he's like why does it look like you have a goat in your pants and he's like oh you didn't get to tell him and the mom's like I just started talking like I didn't get to do anything you moved up the timetable so we find out that Grover is a satyr and he is um oh because at this point we're we're in the car now uh Grover is a satyr and he is Percy's protector everything they've been doing especially kind of been training and Grover knew about Miss Dots being a monster, but he could only like half here in the moment, which is why he didn't intervene. And they need to go to a cape, a camp <laughs> that is safe for half bloods. And it is at this moment where a couple things I don't like about this is that one, it feels like everything is moving so fast that Percy 
doesn't have well hmm, okay hold on let me back up grover is just giving exposition in the car it's not like a nervous like exposition or like hey usually we don't blah 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 but i need to like give you all this information now that way you're not lost like it just feels like he's just throwing everything out there and the only moment that i feel like we really have percy be realistic is when he's like why does it look like there's a goat in your pants but everything else feels like he's just kind of like not mellow but almost kind of like numb like he's not really reacting to the fact that like hey monsters and gods and all of this is real like i wanted more of like whoa what are you guys talking about like no i don't want to get in the car with you like you need to explain everything like there wasn't enough reaction from percy for it to feel like this is a full life-changing experience learning that all of this stuff is real and that you have that you're half a god so everything was happening way too fast and i was like i wish we could have had a different direction for this and had percy really sit with the fact of or just have more emotion of being like wait you're saying all of this information I, like i don't know what you're talking about like i wish he just was wanted to know more and was just kind of like this is all too much but he was just kind of like there <laughs> um suddenly a minotaur shows up um somehow percy can see it it's like the middle of the night and it's pouring down rain and he's like is that a minotaur and i'm like my guy how do you even see that um <laughs> but this is where grover was saying that he secretly been training them this whole time by showing him those little uh magic cards he's like oh by the way i'm also 24 and it's like all right grover like that's weird you know a whole adult being with teenagers or like little kids but uh whatever <laughs> um the minotaur attacks the car the mom is able to get the car out of the way just in time before they hit a truck but they still crash the car they get out and they're like all right we got to go to camp percy's mom is like hey i can't come with you i'm you know i'm just a regular human but i can try to hold off the monster she's like give me your jacket he knows their scent maybe if i go in a different direction the monster will get lost and won't be able to find you so they head off and percy has to turn around because it's his mom you gotta see what happens she's obviously no match the minotaur picks her up and she turns to dust this is where you know grover's like ah like damn but percy's like oh hell no and he pulls out his sword stands on business and i was like okay this is what i'm talking about like you ain't gonna kill my mom you know lightly you know what i mean you gotta you're gonna have to take one for the team um or you're gonna have to take one so percy fights the minotaur and let me say the minotaur and it's probably cut based on some of the vfx videos i've seen doing things in the nighttime makes things easier to animate i don't know if that's true but the minotaur looked good percy does his best to fight it he hops on its back there's a part where he <laughs> when he rips one of its horns out shoves it in its head it like turns to dust and then percy passes out and i was like oh okay i kind of like that it wasn't like this big it wasn't like he suddenly had the ability to fight it was just like hey i know i gotta defend myself somehow and all he did was really pull get on its back and then he like pulled the horn and it's like oh i wonder how i wonder what the strength level is for demigods for him to just kind of like pull a horn out of its head but i mean he took that thing down again he falls to the floor he passes out he half wakes up he hears like other people around him and then you hear mr bruner's voice and you see the shadow of a centaur and he's like well we don't like welcome to camp half blood percy jackson and then percy passes out and we hit to credits now if it is your first time here 
I have a three-point rating scale. It is one and done, give it a chance, and I'm in. For this one, I'm going to say I'm in. The reason that I say that I'm in is because, one, I already liked the original movie. So having more of the story, especially closer to, I guess, whatever the book is going to be, because again, I didn't read them. I was like, okay, well, I already liked the original movie and I watched the second, the second one exists, uh, but I, I like the world enough to know uh, more of what's going on. But based on this one, I like that Percy actually is a kid. You know, he looks and feels like a kid. Granted, you know, we didn't have the deep experience that I wanted of him actually like freaking out and being like, what is going on? But because this is a TV show and not a movie, we have more episodes for him to hopefully be, you know, kind of lost in what's going on and just being like, yo, you guys need to slow down and really explain things uh, to me. And I'm interested in seeing where the story actually goes because I don't know if they're going to be loyal to it or if they're going to die. Like how, I don't know how much of a divergence it is between the original movie and the book. So like I, I'm expecting the first season to end the way the first the way the movie ended, I'm trying to say it without uh, giving any spoilers if you haven't seen, you know, the movie, but I'm expecting certain characters and things to happen. So I'm, I'm like anticipating like, oh, are, is that going to happen? Is that, are we leading up to that in maybe a later season? Are they going to switch things around? Or is there something I don't know? Because again, I didn't read the books. And then having the Minotaur look good, we means that they put some sort of budget into here so i'm like all right if we're gonna get more monsters i expect them to look decent <laughs> you know what i mean i'm not expecting like a huge budget but based on this i'm expecting the same type of um quality yeah i'm just along for the ride and i kind of like the world as it is so i was like all right you know uh this is a solid first episode definitely want to watch more and uh spoilers i am currently keeping up with the show <laughs> so yeah, uh, I'll give it this one and I am in. Like I said, uh, I'm no longer sick. I'm going to pre-record some episodes. That way I don't have to worry about it just in case anything happens. So I will see you guys next Tuesday. Again, if you want to follow me or keep up with what's going on with the podcast, you can follow me on Twitter or X, as they call it, at Little Leafers. So Little L-E-A-F-E-R-S. Um, and until next time, peace.